Welcome everybody to episode number one of the Ziola podcast. It's my friend Andrew. Say hello, Andrew. Hello, Andrew. (laughs) Uh, My name is Paul. Quick intro for nobody knows us yet. Um, Andrew and I have been friends for nearly 30 years. 30 years next year. 30 years next year. Yeah, I think we met met in 89. Um, We became friends really through music. We went to school together, but we're in different years at school and what sort of brought us together was music. What we want to explore in this podcast is that music of that time in our life, 14 to 20. Um, My experience with music and, and that part of my life is that that stuff has stayed with me throughout my whole life and I'm interested in finding out why interesting in why that 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 time of your life is so important i mean obviously you know you create really good memories with music but that particular part of my life uh, really set my musical taste up and attitudes towards uh, music and art and things like that yeah yeah i wanted to show i mean it sets the tone for basically it's the platform it is it's the absolute layout for um what you listen to for the rest of your life, what yeah. you'll be drawn to you for the rest of your life. And I think so, it also shows other people what your personality is like as well. So because I know that if, if and it's a little bit judgmental, but when I meet someone that listens to Today FM or a radio, top 40 radio station, I automatically don't think much of them, you know? <laughs> and that's really sort of horrible and, and, and judgmental on my part, but... I do like I I judge people a lot with by what they what they listen to musically because it's a reflection of intelligence. It's a reflection of how open you are to different ideas and things like that. And so, if you're listening to a lot of Britney Spears, so we're not going to be friends. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, my friends would never accuse me of being judgmental, snobby. No, that's that's why we're friends. That's, that's why. I am that's friends. it. Exactly. So I wanted to show you, because I haven't showed you this before, this email that I got um, from Ticketmaster, which sort of started, didn't start me thinking about this subject, but sort of emphasised what I wanted to do with this podcast. Um, So have a look at that. Okay. And read out some of the the artists that are on on that bill. Classic Live. Ross Williams, Glenn Shorrock. Glenn Shorrock. Shorrock. Yeah. Shorrock? Shorrock. It's pronounced Shorrock. Well, as far as I know, Little River Band, Glenn Shorrock. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pseudo Echo. (laughs) That's one of the first boy bands. The original. (laughs) Dragon, 1927, another good boy band. Yeah. Uh, The the Radiators. Yeah. And that's classic Aussie pub. Yeah. Dirty, sweaty, nasty, throw yourself around. Um... 
oh, I'm really embarrassed, people. I can't read the rest because the writing gets too small. I don't, <laughs> my glasses are in the other room. Yeah, I'll read it out. No, I don't. No, you got it? Uh, no, I ain't got it. You ain't got it? Yeah. Oh, Choir Boys. Choir Boys. Matt Finish. Swanee. Swanee, yeah. That's it. It's like the eye chart at the doctors. I can't get the bottom line. Can't kids. get the bottom line. But the, the the interesting thing is that it's one guy from the Choir Boys. So it's Matt Gable of Choir Boys and Grant Wormsley of the Screaming Jets. So it's not the whole band. It's just one dude. You know. But all those bands. It's the All Star Jam. Late late eighties, early nineties. So mm. they're obviously tapping into a certain demographic and a certain age group of people that would have grown up with that music. So why does that still sell? Like these guys haven't released anything in the last 15, 20 years. Why does that, why would it, why would a, uh, a concert like that still appeal to enough to people that they pull out the 70, 80 bucks or whatever it is to go and see it? And it's not the only one, like there's a lot of different you know, tours like that. Yeah, I think my sister recently went to R&B 90s. Yeah, yeah, Kid and Play, and yeah, I heard, I heard of that tour, because yeah. that's in the States as well, you know? Yeah, and that's so. what she's into. Yeah. I mean, for mine, it's a trigger. Yeah. Music is a trigger to a, a better time, or a happier time. I'm not saying now is bad, but no. you, you grow up. Yeah. You gotta yeah. do the, you gotta you go put, go put your big boy pants on and <laughs> embrace do all, do the embrace the grind. Oh, yeah. do, all, do all the serious stuff. But music is the one thing that you know what, flick it on through the generations of music you listen to throughout your life, yeah. and um, it takes you to that place or yeah. takes you to the a better place. Yeah, and and that's the other thing that I'm I'm interested in in, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this is that is to hear people's stories. So if, the, if we bring them this question of you know, what they listened to at that time and why it was important to them, then what, what stories that'll trigger and, and what stories we can get out of them. Because I think that's a really interesting side of this as well. I mean, we've got some good guests on the list coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of artists, a few musicians. Yeah. Uh, Tattoo yeah, with a tattoo art, artist coming on, um, yeah. So and it, so that'll be that'll be cool because I've had some good conversations with her already while she's been tattooing my arm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking really looking forward to that. Also, my brothers, you know, your brothers be, is going to be a good one. I think that's going to be my favourite of the podcast. Getting yeah. three of you in the room because of the background that you had and the yeah. um, you're bringing up. Yeah, exactly. We won't exactly. give too much away. No, no, no. That's still to come. That's still to come. But uh, our first guest is actually your brother. That's true. Which, and when I was thinking of doing this before I even mentioned it to you, um, he was one of the first people I thought of to do, to have on as a guest um, because he's I wonder a, why. I had this question when you approached me and said, can we get your brother as the first guest? And I was like, why? Be, well... He is or was a muser. He was a drummer. Yeah, still so, drums. Still drums a bit. He's a visual artist um, in a few different mediums. You know, like uh, the the medium that what's what's it called? The one that is called pyrography. Pyrography. So yeah. that's that's his passion, his love, his side project, yeah. which he's trying to make his own. Where yeah. very similar to tattooing, he takes a 
Pyra... What's the tool called? We'll ask him. Let's ask him when he comes in. Yeah. And he actually burns into raw wood. Yeah. Very similar to a tattoo, like a needle going through the skin. He burns it through it and all the shading. He's got a, you know, he's got a huge ocean theme. Being a child of the ocean, big surfer, just loves everything about it. Um, And and that flows through into his artwork. But amazing thing about it is that he will shape boards or he'll take old pieces of wood and he'll do these designs into it. And it's not just a visual. You can actually go and touch it and feel the grain but also feel the texture of where he's burnt into it. Yeah, it's and there's a lot of different levels to his artwork. Like it's, you know. Absolutely. And also, when, when it, like he's put up um, on his Instagram, uh, boundbyc.com.au, guys, check it out. Um, on his Instagram, photographs of, of where he works. Um, he's at, like, where he does his art at home and there's, you know, skateboards all over the, 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 the ceiling. And he always has, in his Instagram, pretty much always has music and because I know as an artist he is probably going to have uh, reasons behind music choice when he's working uh, what influences his visual art from a musical perspective I thought it'd be good to tap into his brain a little bit and just pick away and see what we can find out and and also hopefully you know hear some hear some stories from his youth and you know what he was listening to and what he was you know trouble he was getting into so might find something out myself about my brother (laughs) who knows uh so guys we'll get into episode number one with james robinson sounds like him now Welcome everyone, episode number one of the Ziola podcast. Just like to introduce James Robinson from boundbyc.com.au. Thanks for, very much for coming in to number one episode and number one guest, mate. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Basically on this podcast, what we wanted to dissect is music from our youth, especially stuff that still influences us now. I know for myself, um, stuff that I listened to when I was a teenager, I still compare new shit that comes out now to that and I just have been thinking a long time about how music affects me how it affects my decisions and how the the stuff that I decided that I liked then is still pretty much the same stuff that I listen to now I started thinking about it listening to a podcast with uh, Joey Diaz he did a you know you heard of those guys Kid and Play like 80s hip-hop if you look up Kid and Play, you'll know them. They did the movies House Party and House Party 2 okay, and all that yeah, sort of yeah. shit. And they were doing a huge tour in the States, 80s hip-hop, you know, come back and see it. And, 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 and they did all the stuff, the countdown tours over here. And that was huge, you know, like and people sort of, yeah, probably a little bit older than us, you know, were going out and spending hundreds of dollars to go and see bands that they'd seen when they were teenagers. So that obviously, that period in your life obviously affects you know, what you listen to now. And, and so for me, I know for you, Jane's Addiction, especially Nothing Shocking, yeah? Nothing Shocking was a huge album for me. Yeah. It was really the turning point in my thinking about, fuck, I can't believe what they can actually do with music. I'm, you know, I'm going from listening to you know, 
Australian crawl and uh, yeah. hoodoo gurus and things like that to all of a sudden this alternate big left wing turn. Oh, yeah. massive, yeah. massive. Because I was actually listening to Ted just admit it yesterday with my son, and that's like that's such a good fucking song, you know. <laughs> and I'm really stoked for it. Like he's getting into it now too, you know. But it's such you, a dark song. Yeah, but it's great. <laughs> I like the darker stuff. Look, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I had a, you know, a real religious upbringing, went to church all the time, and I was thinking about this on the way here, and the my musical taste goes back to then, even when I was a kid, and going into the church and the, the big songs and the big hymns when you'd have two, three hundred people uh, singing all, you know, mostly out of tune, but it's all singing at the same time. That big sort of, you know, big, huge sound is still the stuff that I like now, like the big metal sound and the big rock sound and, you know, even big hip-hop stuff. I'd, that's still the stuff that I listen to now. And as you were just talking about a couple of minutes ago before we, we came on, for me, Dirt yeah. was the most... that Like, it's one of those albums that when I listened to it, I was a different person after the record had finished. And there's not many out like the way I thought about music, the way I thought, you know, like that was it was so dark and sort of depressing, but sort of uplifting at the same time and just changed my perspective on what music could be, you know, like because it's different from Metallica, it's different from Pearl Jam, it's different from Soundgarden, it's, you know, all the other bands that were around at that time. It is Seattle, so it's different from Jane's Addiction and yep. Chili Peppers and, you know, all, all that sort of shit. Dirt was just like monumental. Yeah, you know? well, Lane Stanley's voice, if you think about it, shouldn't actually work. No. It shouldn't work. No. You know, and but the band and the structure of that album yeah. and the highs and lows and the way that album flows and then builds. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at Rooster. Yeah. You know, that's a monumental song. Yeah. It's, it's about know. his father, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rooster's the uh, first yeah. lead in the Vietnam when yeah. they going through the jungle. Yeah. That's what they call yeah. the Rooster. Yeah, yeah. and his, his dad's in the film clip and stuff and... They go back and they, yeah, that, the that's images that, oh, that's yeah, his actual yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah right. well, the, the old, the older guy, I'm pretty sure, is his dad. Not obviously not the younger dude in the in the war scenes. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have GoPros. <laughs> in no, 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 no. <laughs> Would have been fun, but yeah, yeah. But that good guitar work ties back to a lot of older music too. Yeah. Um, if you listen to it, I'm just trying to think of it off the top of my head. Now we were listening to it yesterday in the car. Yeah, yeah. And I was going, you know, the guy that was in the car with me, me goes, "This is this is from this is Rooster." <laughs> Yeah. And I can't, and I'm, I've just lost thought of, of what the band is. It will come to me. In a yeah, day. yeah. Well, there's a lot of lot of Mastodon songs that I listen to. Mm. And they go, oh, "Fuck, that's Alice in Chains." Yeah. You know, like that that guitaring and the the, the, the melodies they use and the, the difference in the the chord structures and, yeah. and that sort of stuff is like, you know, they, they're very influenced by them. So, quick question: What were you listening to on the way here? What was I listening to? Um, Royal Blood. Royal Blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's one that I've just discovered recently. Yeah. Don't know if I'm a fan yet. Yeah. But it has characteristics of what we were talking about, of what we listened to when we were younger. Yeah, There's yeah. one song in particular, and I can't think of what the name is that, of that one either, but it it just has that build. You know, um, I kind of like songs that start slow and then build, build, and, then, you know, and all the instruments come up and the voices come up and it builds to a crescendo. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes I think because I work in the surf industry and I edit um, surf footage yeah, sometimes, yeah. my mind wanders straight into that. How yeah, would that yeah. song work? And it's like, man, this song would be, if I had Clay Marzo on a wave pulling in a barrel, it's like, okay, well, I you get it. See it already. I can already yeah, see it in yeah. my head. It's not one that I picked, would pick normally, No. but it's just 
right now. That's yeah. what I was looking to on the way. A, a lot of that, a lot of that sort of really building, almost storytelling mm. type of music is 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 lost these days. You know, like the new Primacy album is a good example of that. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's basically based off a book and tells yeah, a story, yeah. and you know, like it's off a children's book. I'm pretty sure. You know, so it's, but it's really dark, and it sort of harkens back to. Uh, a lot of seventies albums where you know they were concept albums, yeah. You know, so then they told the whole story and they went through, and then it, it's a good album to listen to from the start to finish because it's hard to cherry pick songs off it and go, yeah. yeah, that's that's what the album should be, and you know, but that whole whole, I think that's what you and I got into when we started listening to Three Days, especially Jane's Addiction. In that, when you played me that song, right. That was crazy because it was fucking 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And to find a 10-minute song that can keep your attention and actually take, okay, you start in A and then you go to B and hey, you end up in C yeah. is, is very rare, and you know? And in actual fact, Three Days was was meant to be the, the single release of Ritual and Delo Habitual. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers didn't want it. No. Perry Fowl forced it and released it almost as a mini film yeah. on his own. Yeah. Uh, and it just... Besides college radio, it couldn't get the airplay. 11 minutes, 38 seconds <laughs> in the 90s, there's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Now, probably you could. Oh, absolutely. You can get away with it. download now. and, you know, people are, people are, you know, it's not so much a, a radio well, orientated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you know, Triple J, it's not something you kind of turn on anymore. You go and search, you search for music now. Yeah. Way more than you. It's, it's like getting a mixtape. Yeah. These days, you're searching for the, and cherry picking the best songs, whether it's something from your history or something that's new, or you know, like I said, Royal Blood, probably wouldn't listen to it, yeah. but heard the song went, and you know, Shazam it, sweet. Yeah. And what else is related to that? Sweet. Yeah, yeah. But it's it does detract. I find that that does detract a little bit from. I find myself because I drive a lot, you know, yeah. so I'm in in a truck for 12, 13 yeah. hours. I'll use shuffle a lot. Yeah. But what I've been getting back into is putting a whole record on you know so you actually because it's a different type of listening when you when you sit and listen to a whole record as opposed to okay that song fucking rad and you know like that and put genius on and it'll give you the same sort of you know similar sort of stuff it, it actually is a little bit of a discipline to sit and go through the whole album and there's some albums you can't do it with because it's just all right yeah single 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 piece of shit single piece of shit piece of shit you know like but as an album the artist is trying to tell a story yeah mo- most of the time it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like good a book ones are. Yeah. yeah the good, good ones, ones yeah. exactly yeah. You know? and a good producer will pick out the best songs to relay that message or yeah. the story they're telling and, and yeah. do the proper placement down the album yeah exactly exactly I mean, as you said to me, the new Primus album, you said, don't listen to one song. You said, you've got to listen to it from start to finish. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. No, well, because they released the single, and I listened to the single, and it was like, eh, Primus. And then they released the album, and I sat down and listened to the whole thing. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense, because that song, when that finishes, that flows straight into that, you know, bit of whatever it is, talk or speak, and then, you know, the next song comes through, and yeah. I like that sort of stuff because it's it, it leads more to the imagination. Yeah. You know, like my fa- one of my favourite things to do when I was younger was to sit with headphones or lie on the lounge in a completely dark room and put on a put on a record, you know, like I'm sure, you know, many people did that. And Well that's coming back. Yeah. Well people you've seen the stuff I'm putting up is, is that, that you know that one I put up yeah. last week of yeah. the Don't Call Me Dude single? Yeah. I was cleaning up the garage 
and there's a box of tapes, you know, yeah. which my kids go, you fucking retard, what's that? You know, oh, you've got can, to explain it to them. You get the USB thing now and you get exactly. the tape thing and put them, all your mixed tapes, don't you, mate? Well, in, 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 in the 79 F100, I had, had a tape player yeah, and they were like, hey, how do you get to the next song? You just listen to this one first, <laughs> mate. You know? But yeah, lift it up. And the then one of them's cut in half. <laughs> At the end, it's, it's like, damn, my favorite. Oh, shit, oh, sorry, next it one. <laughs> it's all right, we start again. So we got half that and then we get the full song on the uh, side. So. But yeah, I lifted up the box of tapes and it's clear and underneath there was that, that yeah. record. So I pulled that out and it's just scratched to the shit. Yeah. Stuck it on, still works. Played to death. Yeah, played it and it was like all the way through, man. No jumps, no nothing. No, a little bit of dust on it and that was about it. But where so. did it take you? Where did uh, it took, take your mind? That took me back to probably 89, I think 89 or 90. But that where, came where, you know, like it around take, north, man. Yeah, it takes you back to... Yeah, yeah it took yeah. me back to... to been in school and um, I, can't, I can't even think of the guy's name that I used to hang out with back in year nine. It was me. Well, they were, <laughs> you weren't in my year, but I didn't, I didn't have roll call with oh, you, yeah, mate, or maths, or maths, you know, maths and shit with you. There was a guy, I can't, can't I'll think of his name, but he and I went to see Aerosmith together and because I was thinking like one of the things I want to talk to you about is what the first gig you went to was. Yeah. So I was trying to remember what mine was. And when I mean first gig, it's like paid I, for, I up. paid for, lined up, you know, went to Bondi Junction, Grace Brothers, Ticket Tech to get Selena's the tickets. Mate. Yeah. Could you buy a hotel? That's it. So who and was it? Good question. My one yeah. that I went yeah. and lined up for. Yeah. I had seen Who the Gurus and that, but the, you know, the entertain, you know, your big one that you ever went to. Yeah. At 17, I saw In Excess at, at um, the Entertainment Center. Yeah, right. And I went down, I remember going down at three o'clock in the morning to the Coogee Bay Hotel because they had a ticket tech office there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three o'clock in the morning. I think I walked down there <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning and I sat out and there was myself and a few other people and it sold. <laughs> it went like that. Yeah, I was yeah. second or third in line and I got two tickets for my girlfriend at the time and. You know, and I think it was like 70 bucks. It was expensive, you know? Yeah. But I remember going there and we just standing in, in the entertainment center and just looking around, you know, and In Excess was so huge yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, you know, and that, that would have been at the entertainment center, that would have been at the peak. Yeah, or yeah. Kick Album. When they were doing Wembley ki- and all of that it stuff. It was the Kick and, Album. Yeah. So it was like, you, you know, listen like these, and you'd been through all that swing and all that, but that was like the pinnacle, you yeah. know, and they were, they were famous all around the world. Yeah. You know, and uh, oh yeah, I remember going down there, and there, I was thinking of another one, and tour tour was another one that I went down to, and got the tickets down there. Yeah. And I always remember there was a guy in front of me, and we'd gone down early again. The guy in front of me, myself, and then there was a huge line behind us, and I bought two nights worth of tickets, and by the time I'd walked away, sold out. Yeah. It's sold out. Like that yeah. was it. It was that done. Was it. it was done. It was done. And, and, then, no... and everyone's there standing there, and everyone had been waiting yeah. since in the morning. And they, and that's before, isn't it? Because they no. do it over the phone. Yeah, well, you ring up and you hang up, ring up, hang up, yeah. ring up, hang up. But they do yeah. it on when they were, They only had yeah, so many true. tickets, that's and, they, and then yeah. they'd ring. And yeah, and I was like, wow, yeah. how lucky it was. And I went two nights in a row. Yeah, like, that would you would have been stoked. Where was that at? That was Entertainment Center as well. As well, that was the best concert I've ever ever been to. Tool. Tool. Yeah. yeah. Two nights straight, just blown away. Just yeah. going. What album the, was it? Uh, b- 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 um, Would have been. Undertow. Undertow? Would have been Undertow, I'd say. Yeah? I think so. Uh, no, Undertow would have been 89, no? No, 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 no. Late, a little bit later than that, probably. That's a, good, that's, a good, that's a good question, yeah. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been 90. 
Because I'm pretty sure, because I was trying to think last night what year we saw James, and that was 1990. Mm. That was 1990. And it was, I didn't get into tour until after that. Because I remember Nash came with me, Nash Varney, Varney from Dragonfly, yeah. from the Northern Beaches, you know. Um, he came with me one night. I went one night by myself, and I went the next night with him. Yeah, and he was yeah. just like, and you know, he's such a good musician, and he's standing there just going, how do those guys get that sound in, I know. in this room? I know, it's it's insane. Yeah. But do they, look, I, I was listening to a... Uh, an interview with Maynard mm. and one of like because they're doing their new stuff at the moment mm. so they're all the, the boys are in tracking yeah and pretty much they've been writing music for the last five years wow but supposedly those three guys are such perfectionists yeah if they're not happy they're yeah. not giving it to him to write lyrics yeah right. so people are harassing the crap out of him going oh when's the album coming he's like when they get the music yeah, done right. you know but they're so and that's funny if you go back to Opia <laughs> you yeah. know it's that's as raw as you get yeah. and then from there on in it kind of but it changed a lot when when Justin, the, the bass player, came in mm-hmm. after um, Anima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, after that, yeah, yeah. their sound and and the the depth of the musical journey. Yeah. For, you know, for want of a better word, like each song would take you on. Yeah. Is a lot more intricate. Well, it's like seeing an opera. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's like seeing an opera. You know, I like to describe them as like watching a painting. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like if if if, if well, you, he came out, he was all blue. Yeah. I remember him coming out and he's all yeah. blue and I'm like, damn, what, you know, that's... I think that would have been the Arnhema tour because I saw them at a festival in, at Macquarie Uni. So it might have been 93. Yeah, and they, they did this festival, like a one-off festival sort of thing and they headlined it. Yeah. And actually, Midnight Oil headlined it and they played they played before Midnight Oil. Wow. And well, they, they were, he was they like... They played there in 2002, Half blue, half red. And then the guitarist was in red and the bass player was in like full yeah. body paint. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I annoyed the anyway, shit out of my missus because I was singing in her ear the whole night. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, the main art. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of tunes. Like, okay, that's why I play bass instead. Yeah, it's good. That's, that was, um, yeah, that was one of the best. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're still, they're so up there, you know, like, it's, yeah. And it may have been later, like just from it, well, that, it was more. It was more the journey, you know. Yeah. That I can just remember going down and waiting for tickets and just being well, stoked to get some. Two thousand two, they played April twenty fourth, two thousand two, Entertainment Centre. That might have been it. Then it's and just from memory. I'm getting old. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that was that. That had opiate and uh, undertow and lateris. Okay. Yeah. And then of course the big day out. Yeah. No, I missed the first one. I was yeah. overseas. Yeah, right. Yeah. We arrived back just like. Well, because we we got like uh, uh, I got tickets, hardly even knowing what it was. Yeah. Oh, Nirvana's, Six and out. Nirvana's Six going. Yeah, Nirvana's going. Violent Femmes. Cool. Yeah, let's go. And it was ten thousand people. Yeah. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And then because it, when the tickets went on sale, Nirvana hadn't blown up yet. Yeah, that's right. You know, they was they played yeah. they played the Phoenician Club. Yep in Broadway yeah. which is like it's crazy yeah. to think of them in there but um yeah man I saw some good bands in that club too yeah I don't think I ever went to the finish I used mm-hmm. to go to Annandale a lot yeah yeah I spent a lot of time in Annandale the Hopeton yeah um, well I saw Concrete Blonde at the Phoenician yeah, and, yeah. and Infectious Grooves yeah in there which was at yeah. Salinas of course yeah Salinas is a good yeah. place yeah so I think the best one that Andrew and I saw down there was 
for, for me anyways, Pornos for Pyros at Salinas because yeah. we'd saw it, seen them the big day out the day before yep. and then they played the next night down there. We saw Smashing Pumpkins, I think, and walked out. Was that the night we walked out halfway through? Because it was just horrific. It was horrible. Remember, it was so... Or was that whole? I don't remember walking out of Smashing Pumpkins. I <laughs> no, no, no. Or mm-hmm. it might have been whole. Maybe Soundgarden? Is that the one where they threw the shoe at her? Was that that night? Was that at Salinas? I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, I saw Primus at Salinas. We saw them there a couple of times, man. The one I remember mostly was Halloween. Yeah. uh, yeah. Because I turned up because I was about 18, 19, and being Halloween, I had found or stolen of my sister the... um, the mask from oh, the screen. Mask, yeah. The melted mask yeah, from yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. But what I'd done is I had a little cut out of it and I'd stuck that to my driver's license. So when I rocked up and the bouncer said ID and I had the mask on, I just pulled it out like that. He just looked at me and went, No, take it off. You're not getting in. So like, come on, man, at least smile for fuck's sake. Uh, <laughs> you just reminded me of um, OD going to Tool at. We saw him at. We, we saw Tool at um, the Horden Pavilion too yeah. once. And a mate of ours was so excited for weeks. I can't wait. It's going to be the best thing. He got there and he was just over-frothing. Yeah, just yeah, Just way yeah. too excited. So first of all, they took the, his belt off. He had a starter belt, took it off him. So yeah. he couldn't oh, hold his pants up all night. <laughs> then he got in there and got so excited. He went, yeah! And he ran through the crowd. He knocked over about 10 people. <laughs> Band hadn't even started yet. <laughs> Six bouncers grabbed yeah. him and threw him out. Oh, so he's man. never seen Tool. Jesus. Really? Yeah, you know, they kicked him out. And he tried, like, he tried to get over the wall, yeah, through the yeah, roof, yeah. like we did with Primus that time, mm, where we yeah. climbed up and, and went through the roof and came down the, yeah. the back stairs. Because yeah. they go, doors are closed. We went, no, 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 Primus are playing. No, 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 there's a way in. Yeah. We're getting in. Always a way in. Always was that, well, was that, was that a big day out? Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't know. I, I got in that time. Yeah. I got in to see Primus. And well, I, we'd left. Yeah. We'd oh. left. Some, someone was playing, and we were yeah. like going... We've got to go. go. Yeah. We've got a promise going to be on. And yeah. I remember running, and as we got there, they closed the doors. Yeah. And we went, nah, 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 nah. I don't think so. We, yeah. we just left, you know. It was Soundgarden. Soundgarden. It was Soundgarden. Yeah, we've just left Soundgarden. I, I left before Soundgarden played Jesus Christ Pose, and that yeah. was the song I was waiting for. Yeah. Didn't get to see that till we saw him, what, two years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah. they when I ran up to the doors, and the security guard was, like, putting his arm over, I was like, oh, fuck you, mate. Yeah, no, we, that was, you know? the, people were charging, so they, they were all worried about that. So we went all up and over the awning yeah. <laughs> and along the fire escape, I think, and then down the stairs and yeah, we came, yeah. got in. Yeah. I mean, Couldn't that was, miss that. I always remember one big day when we were sitting there and I'd gone with a, a good friend, Brad, and his sister, and we were watching, I think we were watching Red Cross and, you know, we were sitting inside the Horden and um, we just watched the side door, like, oh, okay, and... We just watched the side door and there was one bouncer standing there, right? And the, the two doors went bang. And then I see the Abaddon brothers from Maroubra come running in. And then a hundred people behind him and the bouncer's going, no, 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 no stop. stop. Like and he got you. one guy. And then I saw Ro, I saw my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, yeah. running with her girlfriends. Because yeah. they hadn't had tickets. And yeah. they all run in. And we go, well, Rose here, sweet. Sweet. <laughs> she all got good, in. Man. But this all one good. bouncer going, no, no, no. no and everyone just... Stop. <laughs> oh, it was unreal. Good times. Oh yeah, yeah. So, what? I oh, know one of the reasons I wanted to have you on mm. was something you put on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago, mm-hmm. where you'd put up, um, uh, <laughs> where you'd put up <laughs> the oyster, the oyster head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, and 
basically, like for what I got from it was that you know you did pretty much did an all nighter doing work, and, mm-hmm. and that got you through. Yep, that's annoying too, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> These are all the things I have to edit out oh, later. No, thank you. Um, that and, the, and that's what you put up with the mad season as well. Yep. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what? When like just explain to everyone what what sort of art you create, okay. in, just just briefly, and what you use. Like when you're working, do you always have stuff on in the background? Always. Yeah. yeah. So I've been an illustrator for a long time, and always have done art. And I've, the last four or five years, I've discovered this art form called pyrography it suits the medium that i like to work in i'm kind of my heroes are you know jim phillips ken taylor aaron hawkley you know i've just it's all line work pretty much so it's very time consuming and you need a lot of patience so the art form if someone asked me about pyrography they said oh what tool should i buy no i'm going to buy this pen and that i said are you patient they go, not really. I went, don't take up pyrography yeah. because you will hate it. Yeah. Because you're burning. You're literally burning. It's like tattooing into wood yeah. with a hot poker or a soldering iron, and you've got to burn it in the fibers. Now, to draw a single line on my Instagram, I'll have time lapse of it. And yeah. People go, geez, you're fast. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. That's three hours compressed into 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. or a minute. It's a real slow thing. So, to do that, to take my mind off how long it's going to take. I put on long, long albums yeah. or fun albums or something that just go, it might be, it can be Tool, James yeah. Brown, Oyster Head, yeah. whatever it is, because I go up and sit up in my little lot, I've got a loffice yeah. that I've put up in my roof, it's got a big bench on there, I put my computer on, I just sit there and I just crank it, Yeah. Um, or headphones if my daughters and that are asleep yeah, and I'm yeah. doing it, and I, it makes me lose track of time. Yeah. You know, I know if I can get through two or three albums, it's a good burn. I've yeah. done a couple of hours and I've achieved a lot because some of the pieces of artwork have a hundred hours yeah. of just work in the artwork. Um, and would you say the music you listen to affects the flow of the artwork? Or does um, it just get you into that headspace where you need to be? Okay, so, work? well, it depends if it's if it's on a Saturday or a Sunday in the daytime, the music choice will be totally different. Yeah, right. If it's I've worked five days this week and I'm coming home, like dinner, you know, make dinner with the with the family, and it's like seven o'clock. Okay, I can get two or three hours burn in. Yeah. Okay, what will keep me motivated? I've just had a shit day at work. Yeah. I've sat on the M five for two hours. <laughs> you know, an hour each way. What is going to take my mind off that? And yeah. It might be like, oh, I'll put the police on tonight. Yeah. That'll be good. I, I, you know, and you know, being a faux drummer, you know, I don't mind having a little bash on the kit. Yeah. You know, it's usually something. It's got some drums in it. It's got rhythm in it, and it keep, It's like it's not that like I'm syncopated with the artwork and the and the music, but it helps me flow. I know I want to achieve that much space. That's about an hour's worth of work. Yeah. If I listen to Undertow yeah. or whatever, yeah. that album's going to get me through. Dirt's going to get me through. Whatever it is, I, I know. And then it might be, oh man, I really enjoyed that. I might yeah. put on that other album. You know, yeah, that reminds yeah. me of that, and then I might get that next section done. Yeah. So. That's the way I kind of, I not use music, but it helps me to create. And does it affect the artwork? Yeah, probably. But yeah. it'd be subconsciously. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might hear something and it might, I might do a longer, I'll go, oh, you yeah, know, I'll do, I'll do a long, if I'm doing, I do a lot of girls with like seaweed hair and, yeah. and flowers yeah. like that. 
and it's so time consuming but I might go you know what I can put that other another album on and I'll, mm. and I'll extend that hair right down yeah. which I know is going to be because some pain. of the pieces you do are massive pieces too like, yeah you know, well got... I've got I've actually got three I've got six slabs at home now that are two and a half metres long yeah right so I'm going to make so another part of my artwork just so people know is they're, they're surfboards and paddles but they're built in a traditional style a Hawaiian style and you've got pipos um, alias and olos no one rides them but I shape them to ride yeah um, I don't seal them to ride anymore but they can an olo starts at about 14 foot yeah right so if I want to do a traditional olo and yeah. I want to stay traditional yeah it's a big big board yeah you know what I mean yeah. um, paddles you know and the paddle blades are certain things so um, I've got a lot of people chase me up on paddles at the moment yeah and it's, it's nice to paddle you limited the space yeah, but so, that, that woodwork and stuff yeah, the, that you've put into it, like you can see the, 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 the different styles of wood and the different colours in the paddles, you know? Correct. I, which I, makes I, it easy for someone to hang on their wall too, you know? I, paddles, people can see them where they can hang it in the house, a 14-foot board, you know? It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. damn, where are we going to yeah. put that? Yeah, honey, look what I bought. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and how much did you spend? You know, it's, it's That's a little... going straight to the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, a paddle. But I, I don't mind. It's like one of those funny things. It's like, it is like music, but if I do a paddle, I usually do on both sides. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh, you know, because like your album collection or your CD collection, I mean, it's different now because it's digital. You know, I walked in and saw it on the monitor, and I'm like, oh, damn, that's, that's, like, that's literally my collection as yeah, well, yeah. you know? But you used to walk into people's houses and go, oh. oh yeah. And you I, got 400 CDs. Well, yeah. I, I worked out I've got 600 and something CDs, yeah. and I've still got them, and I even built racks from them. So you used to walk into a house, and they'd be crossed. There'd be three of these things across the wall. They were my trophies. Yeah. Every week, I'd go yeah. to Sandy's Music at DY. Yeah. Loved them. Best guys ever. They knew their music inside out, and they'd go, Hey Robert, this has just come in because yeah. I know you like this. Yes. Yeah, you know? yeah. And sometimes it, it was a hit. Sometimes it was like, I think what was the one called the Replicants. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, you're a tool guy. You're gonna you love, love this. this. And yeah. I kind of listened. To it, I went, eh, yeah. It's okay. It's I okay. miss that though. Huh? I miss that. Yeah. Going into a rec like oh, going into a record shop, talking to the person. You know, like oh, what's good? What are you playing at the yeah. moment? What's this? And they were they were like it was like going to the old clock. Yeah. That's what Sandy's music was like. It was like yeah. walking in the clock and Alison Chains would be blaring or whatever and you'd walk in there going, okay, what's that? Yeah. You know, and you're like, oh, I knew you'd like that one. And then it was like, I'd go down on my lunch break at DY. Like I, work, I went from Bronte to DY every day. Yeah. In my little mustard yellow Toyota Corolla, Corona or whatever it is, I drive across and I get there and I do my ladder magazine and, oh yeah, this is fun and great and do a little bit of illustration and that. But that was the highlight of my week. Yeah. Pulling yeah. out that 20 to 30 bucks out of my pocket and walking down and going, what do you got for me this yeah, week? Yeah. Well, so good. I was buying 50 CDs a year yeah. at least. Yeah. You know, some weeks I'd buy two or three, yeah. you know. And, just, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money, but <laughs> my trophy cabinet was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And, yeah. um, so I've still got all of mine, all my CDs and, you know, all that stuff. And, I don't you know. know. Never, and now I'm getting back into the vinyl. Yeah just because it's fun just, well, someone know. asked me the other day because I've uploaded all my CDs onto the thing oh yeah so thinking, how long did it take you and yeah. I went weeks yeah it took me weeks yeah well that was when, when I was buying a computer yeah that was one of the okay it's got to have enough memory that I can get all my CDs yeah. on there so I don't have to like I want to keep them because you know I've got I've got dirt autographed yeah I've got angel dust autographed yeah you know and there's, there's Great album. other things in there like um 
Vernon Reed's guitarist from Living Colour. He's mm-hmm. sold one of his solo albums. You can't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, listen you know? to Living Colour the other day. And that's you know that's like, yeah, no, 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 no one's taking that off me. You know, yeah. that's that's that's. Well, they're stunning. trophies. Yeah, they're they're no different to this. You know, no, that's hundred percent. And um, recently, I interviewed the uh, the guys from Utopia Records. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And the question was, uh, do you think uh, you know vinyl records will ever people will stop buying them or CDs or anything like that? And he said the same thing: they're people's trophies, and you know yeah. they they like to buy it, they like to come into the in store. Uh, we have artist signings; they come in and artists and stuff like that. He said, to date, I still haven't had someone come in with their laptop to get signed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, you can exactly. have digital or that is very convenient, but people still want to buy that and well, have that as I, a trophy. I heard a stat the other day that vinyl sales in the last 10 years have gone through the like yeah. it's going like this it's going up and well you go I mean you're going to JB Hi-Fi now yeah records everywhere but people are yeah. they're looking for the old Morant systems and yeah. they're looking for the speakers and the, you know yeah. all that stuff that got thrown away because oh I've got this little yeah. box now and it does yeah, I yeah. just plug my phone in yeah, and everyone's done. going everyone wants that <laughs> not hung from the chains yet no. you know but that'll come <laughs> that'll come you know so you don't did that ever go out of style? <laughs> <laughs> Well, because yeah, well, they just work. repurpose it now, you know, yeah. from the bedroom to the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you we're, might have to edit that one. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of months ago, we were, we were working up at a, a, I mean, it's a mansion. This place we were working in, in Vaucluse, and the the woman that owned it was a divorcee, and she was pretty much was selling everything for him. Whatever we didn't sell, she was throwing it out. Yeah. So I got a massive Denon um, amplifier oh, wow. and a subwoofer that's. You know, yeah. that sort of size and when you got given a record player for Christmas and Perfect. the sound is just like and it's you hear th- oh it's so nice, you know. Got the little man cave set up out in the garage and now my son, he has more records than me. Yeah, wow. Which is great. Yeah. You know, like because he sort of understands now what it is to appreciate it and not just clickbait not just yeah i get that song and that's you know dollar 60 See, and this that's the and other that. thing being an artist the artwork oh, was the, yeah yeah and to to not have the cd it was like you i mean you can look at anything and i think things like netflix and things like that is a good example of it you can bypass the best show on netflix yeah because the image that's on there is, is crap, <laughs> right? And one example is, have you seen Guns for Hire? About, no, it's on Netflix. No, yeah. And it's about session musicians. It's friggin' phenomenal. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great little documentary about how little they make, right? Yeah. But if you looked at the cover, it's got pink on it with a guitarist laying on top of it <laughs> like this, and it says, and you're going, oh, I'm not watching that. It's a great doco, because yeah. it goes in and that, it's unreal. They get all pretty much all the most famous session musicians in the States. And they put them in a studio together. Yeah. And they all play and they all give yeah, each other yeah. time. And it's amazing. But they talk, you know, one of them goes, I forget where, who he plays for. He was playing for one of the Disney things. And he's yeah. like one of the most well-known guitarists in that, in as a, you know, in-house kind of yeah. guitarist. And um, he's there going, yeah, I got paid 800 bucks a week. Yeah. And he goes, and we wrote all the licks and we wrote yeah. everything. And it was all ass. But I'm not, Disney just... And then they just send you an email on Friday. You think you're going out on tour next week? Yeah, oh, no, when no, no. Your services are no longer needed. Yeah, right. You're done. You're so, done. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good one to check. I have to check that It's a good out. one to check. Just yeah. don't judge it by the, the <laughs> cover. <laughs> and the music was, you know, you knew when you... Oh, I mean, I remember, always remember the guys at Sandy's going, there's a tool thing coming out. And it yeah. was a DVD. Yeah. And the package and it came in and you... Oh, the box. I've got it. Slip it over. Survival yeah. or... Is that what it's called? Is that yeah, that one? Because it's that's like six... It's six songs and then the, the video... The, video cassette. Yeah. 
No, 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 no. It's a, oh. it's a DVD. Yeah. And oh, no, I have and, the video cassette box. Of yeah, it. no, no, no. And it's a DVD, and it comes in this great package, and you kind of open it, and it's like this whole, whole thing, and then it's just literally six of their film clips. Yeah, but even their even their CDs. Yeah. Were like the one oh, the, the, the ten thousand days with the, the little eye goggles on it. Yeah, the three D eye goggles. The three D eye goggles. And yeah, the one was that the one? Yeah, ten thousand with the and it had the the Venetian. Yeah, 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 and that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's good. It's, it's all good. done by the guitarist, though, isn't it? I think drama, isn't it? The no, the bass player, the bass player and the guitarist. Well, Adam, the guitarist, is did made a lot of like um, stop animation. Yeah, for Alien and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, which it, it, well, he does he, all the film. He clips. does all the yeah. film clips and yeah. stuff. That's but another then, reason they take so long to come out. The songs. Yeah. Because uh, he did all the stop animation of all those. Think of all those ones where the veins are coming. He did, Every single one, yeah. you know. I know so, that's crazy. That's crazy. And that's what that's what this package is. This DVD package is all those. Yeah, right. That he did, yeah. and it's like it still sits proudly on yeah. my desk. You know, is, is that the 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 CD that has the live version of the Led Zeppelin song? Yes. No quarter mm. on it. Yes. Yeah, I think so. That's the best version of that song. <laughs> Guaranteed. That's that kicks ass. That yeah. Mm. yeah. Dark as fuck. Yeah, because uh, my brother-in-law had that that box set I'm as well. Pull, I'm gonna pull it out. Yeah, actually, it's such a good like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a great song, but the yeah. way they do it yeah. is just they do it like Tool though. It doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like Led Zeppelin, you know, but it's just yeah. It's and huge. I, I love that. Little, I mean, have you seen that those school kids that do this the Tool song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just imagine if the it, Irish kids. Imagine yeah. if Mr. Yeah. Murphy let us do that at school. <laughs> that would have been sick. Instead of playing, don't stand so close to me and yeah. um, walking on the moon and the Blues Brothers that, and yeah. fucking. Oh. oh no, we aren't. We're not allowed to play two songs. Wasn't a little black spot on the sun today? Sting. I say. No, no, that, no, that no, would no, have no. been that would have been Miss Miller. Because she was the sting nut. Yeah, no, no. He was, he was, yeah, it was all police and it was um, um, walking on the moon. Yeah. And because you remember, you walk in and go, oh, we've got to play this song again. So you were, you were lucky. I used to, when I had to play with him, mm. I'd play half a song. Because uh, they'd play that Blondie song, oh, yeah. Call Me. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, yeah, they did yeah, too, Call and Me. So just to get me in, they would they taught me the, the, the breakdown section of it. Yeah. There's a change. And you just stand And there. I'd just stand there for the whole song and then just play like four or five bars. <sighs> that was it. <laughs> then I'd, you know, step back. <laughs> and the Cream song, what was the Cream song they used to play too? Um, I can't remember. No. I always remember, but it, just, it was a joke. When I went in for the HSC... And they said, okay, you did your prac. And I said, what am I supposed to play? We only yeah. know one song. Yeah. You know, it was such a joke because he'd been doing the ba- his basketball with Bede the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. You know, not, te- not actually doing what not he's doing. Well, I mean, Bede was a great drummer yeah. and a great basketball player. Yeah, of course. He had the best he... drum kit that you weren't allowed to use. Yeah. He had this beautiful no drum kit and, and no one was allowed to. It was no. covered in a sheet. And we'd stand there on this crappy one that was falling to pieces. You know, yeah. Jamal, Jamal, yeah. and that used to get on there and just bash the shit out of Bede's kid. <laughs> I remember that, and um, yeah. I always remember yeah, they, they they'd s- be like, "Fuck that, take the sheet off." Get yeah, in what, there. yeah, what are you gonna do, bro? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get Jason McCausland on you guys. Of course, he's gone. And, um, and the uh, Winyard Brothers. Yeah, dear. So uh, yeah, but I remember going to HSC, and then they said to it, and, and I remember standing in the room next to Miss Miller's room, and yeah. said. What are you going to play? And I went, I guess I'll just freeform and just do a drum solo thing. Yeah. Then, won't I? Because I don't know any other song. Yeah. You know? So I went in there and I, I went okay, actually. Yeah. It didn't go great, but I, I pulled it off. 
But, um, oh, that's it's difficult though, like to judge, you know, with that sort of stuff. You to judge someone on two minutes of what they're playing. Oh, you know? just, yeah. So, what do you listen to that you don't want anyone else to know about? Like, everyone has their secret stuff. Uh, most people's secret what, stuff what's is. What's your guilty is, pleasure? Yeah, is like most people say Toto, right? But everyone loves Africa. That's a good yeah, song. Yeah, you know? no, no, like, I'm, everyone, I'm, it's on the, along those lines. Like, I. I, I I have like Doobie Brothers or something like that, you know. Yeah. I don't mind, but I like I like the structures of the songs. Yeah, but they're um, good songs too. They're good songs. You know? They're good good um, harmonies. Are good musos, you know. I was guys. thinking this the other day. What have I downloaded? Little stings there. Eh? Yeah, you know what I mean. And but there's one song on that album I love, and you got Sticky Fingers, and yeah. I've been because um, I spend a lot of time in Hawaii. I like um, like Pacific Reggae. Yeah, I like a lot of Pacific Reggae. Yeah, and some yeah. of it's like it's a little cheesy yeah and but a little bit of cheese is skip good. you know skip that one that's yeah. sweet and um um i'm just i mean here's a good one for you um <laughs> <laughs> and i got that one just for the cover yeah but it's actually fun <laughs> cool it's fun yeah yeah but but of but of course featuring yep. the everything man the jimmy caster bunch yep it's a guilty pleasure Gotta have but a, you know what? You gotta Music's have about discovery. Yeah. And if you go, oh, I listen to that, you're, you're going to be so stuck. This, this leads into a story that I really wanted to tell you today. Mm. Totally unbeknownst to you, you made me realise I was a musical snob, right? Oh, did I? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> because, well, I mean, especially when I was... 16, 17, it was yeah. like, dude, if it's not fucking grunge and metal, go fuck yourself. You oh, know, yeah, like, yeah. apart from the Beastie Boys, yeah. you know, everything else was like, nah, you guys suck. You know, yeah. I'm not listening to that. So we're at your place in Gordon's Bay. It's mm-hmm. not the big place, the one you moved to after that. Yep. I think it was your birthday. Yeah. Could have been, yeah, Tower yeah. Street. Yeah, Tower Bur- Either birthday or you're going away or something. We had a lot of parties for you, bro. So, you yeah. know. There's a lot of parties in both houses. That's to true. Be honest with you. That's true. Probably leaving. Yeah. But I came down and I had a little bit inebriated before I got there. And I used to hate Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they're shit, they're shit. And you had them on. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't think James would listen to that. <laughs> that shit. Fuck, that shit. But I walked away from that going, you know what, they're not that bad. Mm. And that first album actually has become one of, one. My, yeah, cool. one of my... I'm not a, yeah. not a fan of their later stuff. No, no. But that album was like... And that sort of started me going okay well maybe I'm being too judgmental and too but you 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 are are when you're younger oh 100% you're so unworldly you're just like no that's the way it is I'm not doing that you know but even now like I mean and that's one of the good things I find with the digital stuff is that I'm going back and listening to stuff that I wouldn't have listened to then Mm. You know, like, and well, going, oh, shit, that's actually, at, that's actually not bad. And you know? I kind of look at it this way, that you'll go in and you'll go, I would never buy that CD. No. Or, thing. No. but I'll have to listen to it. Yeah. You don't have, if you don't like it, sweet. Yeah. Don't download it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but there's one where you go, um, what was one that we did recently? Robert Palmer. Yeah. The Cl- Clues album. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And if you listen, it's like... Damn, there's some good, there's some good tunes. Well, the on good it. music comes to the fore for a reason. Yeah, you know, but and uh, it seems to be lacking these days. There's no, there's no Nirvana, there's no Beatles, there's no. I don't know. I can't imagine what the kids now mm. will come back to listen to and go. That yeah. was, there probably is, and there's probably stuff I don't know about because of my age. You know, it's like yeah. 
Well, here's, here's one I thought of the other night. Mm. <clears throat> questions like guilty pleasures and things like that. Can you remember when you first, you passed your, you went from your L's to your P's, your very first solo drive? Yes. What did you put on? It was a tape. Because oh, I, I was in the 76 Corona and I was 26 years old. No, no, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Alice. I'm pretty sure it was Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah. Mine would have been Hoodoo Gurus, I reckon. Stone Age Romeos. Yeah, good album. Yeah, would have been Stone Age, and probably picking Pop up to go to Rumbula. Yeah, right. To go down Mid Break. Yeah, yeah. Because I was only on my P's when I did that. I yeah. just, yeah, finished school and. My grandfather wanted to go down and see it, and it was the longest drive, because that's yeah. a long, fuck-ass drive down in Marimbula. And, uh, yeah, picked my grandfather. I think I got the train down, and then we drove. And drove down, back, and yeah. And put the tape on his car, and he just sat there and... In the laser. And yeah, nothing he could do. If I'm driving, Pop, I'm choosing yeah, the tunes. That's it. If I'm driving, I get you get control. Well, that's what I tell the kids, too. Mm-hmm. If I'm behind the wheel, I'm in, I'm in control, so... Yeah. That's always a bone of contention. They had over from the back seat now. <laughs> oh, get the Bluetooth. I'm just yeah, they just yeah. wipe me off the Bluetooth. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, what's going on? What's going? On? No, Luckily Justin they, Bieber. No, no, they they hate Justin Bieber. Oh, thank no, God. They, they like stuff like this. Yeah. My, this? My, like I said, my son does. He's like really into Soundgarden at the moment. Is he's just vibing on them yeah. big time. Poor Tama. Yeah. Where did she go wrong? I don't know if she's your. You know what? I don't know if she's your real kid. You know what this. Everyone around. rebels against their parents. She'll come around, right? Yeah. Everyone rebels against their parents, what and if that's all it? she's going to do, yes. Yeah, what um, what's she listen to? Oh, just really poppy crap. Oh, I thought Car- you Car- like Carly B and nah, Justin Bieber, and when she was about fourteen, it was Reese Maston, and you know, like oh, all that shit like that. Australian Idol, and yeah, I don't know. So well, like kids won't even watch The Voice now. They're too cool. Nah, They're like, oh, nah it's just terrible. It's yeah. terrible. And it doesn't actually create decent artists, that sort of stuff. It's a popularity contest, but yeah. who are those, Who are the people? You never hear them again, no, you know? That's it. That's it. They're, they're in and they're out, so... So let's circle back... Yeah. ...to the original question, because I don't think... Are we taping? Yeah, we're recording yeah. it. If we fully uh, covered it, you know, why do you think... The music between the age of 14 to 20 sculptures your uh, tone. Because they, I, I feel they're the, your most solid memories. Yeah, when you're a kid, you can go to Disneyland at 12 years old and remember one ride. Yeah. Right? But I remember listening to John Cooper and Mellencamp that whole trip, right? And my little Sony Walkman and... Um, what's it called? Jubilee? Is it Royal Jubilee? Or? No, Jubilee. Jubilee, the album. It come out. I was 12 years old. I remember going to Disneyland. I remember going to Santa Cruz. I remember being in Yosemite Park. But I remember John Cougar Mellican every word on that album. Yeah. You know, and at that, I think, for me anyway, music takes you back to a place and that's why it's important when you're 14 to 18 because that's when you're developing before you're an adult and you're jaded right and you start working and you and your only thought is I've got to get up I've got to go to work and hopefully I get a two-week holiday somewhere this year and then music should save you then when you come home 
um, unless, depending on where you work, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I think between 14 and 18, they're some of the best times of your life. Yeah. And I always remember mum and dad, I, I remember contemplating leaving school in year 10 and dad goes, don't do it. And I said, why? I said, I'll get a trade. And he goes, no, no, you can get a trade after you get your HSC. He goes, you'll never get those two years back of your life. Nah. He goes, go and have fun, go surfing. If you get an okay score in your HSC, it's not gonna, it's nah. not, it's not gonna kill you. You know, you'll, you'll still be all right. You'll yeah. do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the music that went along with that era, I mean, I'm the child of, and Andrew is too, of Mad Wax. Ganga Jang yeah. is one of the biggest marking points in our life. And I was so lucky that um, a few years ago, Track, we work a lot with Tracks magazine in, in the surf industry. And I was working with their advertising guy. And they said it's Track's 50th anniversary. I'm like, oh, what are you guys doing? Because they always had this party and we always kind of gate crashed it when the Quicksilver Pro was on. And, then, and I said, what are you guys thinking of doing the party? Oh, I think I'm getting a DJ and hiring out the Cooley Hotel. And I went, sick, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but Corona will sponsor it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I said, what if I told you I could get Ganga Jang for, for like two grand? Yeah. I said, what's, your, what's the thing? He goes, oh, he's costing us like 1500 I said, yeah. for 500 bucks more, I know the guy from Mothership Music and he's repping the guys at Ganga Jang. And the reason I know this is because we tried to get him for a Ronan party once and we couldn't get two grand together. Yeah, yeah. But they wanted to come and play at Bondi yeah. Icebergs before it closed down. So I made a few calls and rang Brent, mother of the ship music. So what's the chance of getting Ganga Chang to fly up to Queensland and do the gig? And he goes, yeah, two grand. Yeah. And I went, that's it. So I rang tracks and said, hey, I can get them. Are you guys interested? Yeah. And they went, yeah, that'd be sick, right? <laughs> yeah. So on the night, we get in, of course, you know, VIP, we get to meet the band. I'm like, man, thank you. Thank, like, thank you. And yeah. I always thank bands when I meet them. Thank you for, yeah. you know, thank you for giving us the music that we get to enjoy, you yeah. know, and, and sharing like, like an art piece of artwork. And, um, and then I had this moment where I'm standing in the crowd and Kelly Slater's there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm standing with Michael Ho and Pete Mel, either side of me, and they're looking at me going, this is the sickest night ever. <laughs> and the 50th party for tracks yeah. was memorable because Ganga Jang was there because Ganga Jang was memorable from yeah. all these guys' childhood. They all remembered Mad Wax. as yeah. this surf movie that Quicksilver brought out. It was corny as all hell. Yeah. But the soundtrack was literally Ganga Jang's album and everyone walked out and as soon as Ganga Jang finished, the place emptied. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everyone had gone, tick, tick. I've seen Ganga Jang live that. now. Yeah. And I went, you know what, I, you know, I, and I'm, the tracks boys took credit for it. And I don't give a shit about that, but no. I, I know that, you know, it was part of me and part of what we grew up knowing. So, yeah. Um, and I got front row seats for it. Yeah, sweet. And got to meet him, yeah. which is, you know, how many how many people get to meet the actual, your heroes? Yeah, Whether exactly. it's musically, art, artistically, theoretic, you know, yeah. theory or whatever it is, you know, you get, if you meet your heroes or get to work with them or get to hang out with them. Yeah. It's like, you can't change that for anything. No, that's awesome. And you don't even, I mean, I was in a, a lift the other day with Bob Hawke. <laughs> no word of a lie, Bob Hawke walked yeah. in and I looked and went, that's hey. fucking cool, man. Jeez, like, he's little. Yeah. And then I thought, for that brief second, I thought, do I get a photo with him? Yeah. And then I went, nah, no, everyone had asked him for a photo. I'll just look over and went, and, yeah. and, 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 and he gave me a smile and I went, yeah, yeah that'll do. That's enough. That's enough. That's all you need. Well, uh, actually, and then the next day, I'm, I was in a waiting room 
it was pretty funny. I'd I'd gone and seen the doctor and come out of the waiting room and and um, don't worry, I'm okay. <laughs> Nothing wrong. And, uh, I'm, I'm not that mental. No. And it was so funny. Ian Moss walked in, right? And he obviously ridden a motorbike there. And the girl behind the counter, right? It's like asking who Jesus is, right? Yeah. The, the girl goes, and what's your name? And he goes, Moss. Ian Moss. Yeah. And she goes, Moss, how do you spell that? And I'm looking at him going, it's fucking Ian Moss. It's Ian Moss. Like, he's yeah. like, Tucker's daughter, man. Yeah. Like, you know, Cold chisel, mate. Cold chisel, come you know, on. like, come on. Yeah. And he kind of looked at me and looked at her and he went, Ian Moss. Yeah. And she went, oh, okay, you're yeah. late. <laughs> 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 and he looked at me and I just smiled and just walked out and I went, oh, that was bizarre. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, as an Australian, not, not knowing who Ian Moss is, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty appalling. And she, pretty you know, bad. the funny thing was, she was the right age too. Yeah. She would know who Cold Chisel was. Yeah, and on. she'd definitely know what Tucker's daughter was. So. Uh, so I digress. You digress. I that's digress. all right. I went that's a little all good. bit off track there. But that's yeah. okay. That's yeah, all good. Funny. like that. Oh, I like digression. Bob Hawke in there. Yeah. <laughs> so just before we wrap it up, let everyone know where they can find your stuff, what you're uh, doing. Because um, like you said, you just did your first solo show, which is fucking props for that, man. That's that's yeah, big, big, and, big step. And that was an honour. That was um, I I was approached by um, uh, Bondi Art Gallery. Yeah. They do about six to ten shows a year down yeah. there. Um, you can take it for two weeks or a month. Um, I think about 120 people applied. They contacted me and said, you've been, and they, and someone um, nominated me. I um, I got the email back from them saying, congratulations, you've been um, accepted. And they said, uh, you made the top five out of 120. I was pretty stoked with that. Yeah. And then I found out later that I, I actually was first choice. Sweet. Which was pretty exciting, yeah. you know. Like it showed that four years of hard work had finally yeah. paid off, and to be recognised. And they also they um, submitted me for a design award as well, because my my artwork is functional. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Uh, I got nominated, but n- never actually went through. But uh, it was pretty cool that they were thinking like that as well. But yeah, the drift show was a great success. Two weeks at Bondi solo show. Um, I showed about eleven pieces. Yeah, um, which was pretty cool. Um, and yeah, if if you want to check my artwork out, it's on boundbysea.com.au on my website. But my Instagram's the same. Yeah, it's the same tagline. So um, yeah, I'd love to. Always good to talk art and and uh, meet new people. I actually have a, uh, a workshop coming up on the sixteenth of June in Marrickville at a place yeah. called the Hype Motive Hub. Um, and what we basically put together is it's great. Like if people want to learn the art of of pyrography, um, they'll They'll come in, there's, there's eight spaces, or eight places, I should say. Um, each student, it's $150. Each student gets a board of 30 by 30 centimetres. Um, they get a burner, they get a face mask, they get gloves, and uh, they get to take all that home with them. Cool. And they get three-hour session learning with me, and um, we'll, I'll talk, take them through the paces of how to do it and mm-hmm. how to achieve it, and, and then, um, yeah, so... It's a great little art space. I like the whole handmade movement that's going on now, yeah. like kind of like what you guys are doing. It's back to basics, yeah. and everyone's everyone's really into that. And it's good to see that it's people are supportive of it. Yeah, I think people I think are sick of like, like yeah. you know stamp repeat, stamp repeat, yeah. stamp repeat. They want a, a unique piece of whatever it is. Yeah, music, art, 
content, whatever yeah. it is, um, if you can hand make it. Um, Something they feel they have a bit of ownership on. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the best thing about my artwork, when if you have a look at it, is that you can. It's, I don't like the fact that you walk into an art gallery and you're not allowed to touch anything. Yeah. I encourage people to touch my artwork because yeah. if I've spent a hundred hours burning that piece of artwork into the fibers of the wood, if you go and touch it, you connect with it straight away. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple of funny things that so there's three things that happen that I learned in the couple of shows that I've had. Um, there's three things that happen. The word wow comes up a lot. Wow. I didn't I didn't expect that. Yeah. The other one is can I touch it? And it's like, yeah, you can touch it. The third thing is quite funny and I don't know if it's a, a responsive it's a natural responsive thing that we have in our bodies being because it's a wooden item or a natural item, everyone smells it. Yeah. Everyone goes up and you can't smell anything. No. Cuz they're all sealed, but Everyone does it. It's just an instinct thing that everyone comes that's up. Bizarre. Like, that's bizarre. Everyone's getting a creep comes out. Yeah, like it's, it's funny. And but people kind of look left and right too. Like no, I was like, and, and and then the, it was so funny because the show I had um, uh, sex wax that give me all these um, things that you hang on. What they call it? Um, air freshness. Air freshness yeah. in your car. And the one lady goes, oh. You can, and I'd put it at the front door when you yeah. walked in. And she goes, "Oh, you can just smell the wood." Like this. And I'm like, nah. "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. It. that's it, that's it." Thanks for coming down. Uh, but um, no, it's uh, it's been look, it's been a great great experience, and, look, and music has a lot to do with where I am now, and it's shaped who I am and where I'm going. So cool. um, I'm thankful for that for all those other artists that have led the way for me, and um, yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming. No Thanks for coming number one in, guest yeah. on number one episode. Oh, there we go. Appreciate it. I wish big things for you boys. No, you appreciate deserve it. it. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, man. See ya. Cool. Guys, thanks so much for listening. That was another great episode. Great episode. Awesome. Uh, please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Check out our Instagram, at Zorola Podcast. Upcoming guests, little highlights, little bits of video and stuff. Um, if you want to drop us a line. Please do. Please do. Send us an email, Podcast at yahoo.com. Pick us up on some mistakes. Uh, remember, though, Zoyola is spelled with an X, not a Z. Generation X. Generation X. Um, but yeah, look, we're open to all feedback. Um, if you give us a follow on Instagram, we'll give you automatic follow back. Just because that's the lovely guys that we are. So lovely. So lovely. Very happy. Um, look, if you want to be a guest, you know of someone that wants to be a guest, you like what we're doing, you just want to say g'day, just drop us a line. We'll, we'll read everything, try and get back to you if we can, and uh, hopefully give you a shout out if possible. Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.